G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Some attention today to an initiative called Releasing the Pause Button. As you know, for years now, refugees have sought safety in the nations that surround Syria where there's been a dreadful humanitarian crisis that's been going on for the past four to five years. While headlines that come from Syria now focus on bomb attacks, very few stories cover the people who have escaped danger but who now face another crisis, having to live a life on hold within refugee camps. Well, many suffer from the trauma and violence that they've experienced, but also from the living conditions in refugee camps. For youth and children, it means a life that's robbed of the usual joys and privileges, like access to education. Well, in Syria, 250,000 school-aged Syrian children uh, and young people are not in school. Uh, some good news. The Bible Society is out to make a difference with their campaign called Releasing the Pause Button because the lives of refugee children have been on hold. The Bible Society's National Donor Care Manager, Nick Cap has visited these refugee camps in Lebanon this year. He's seen the conditions and the difficulties faced by young people, and he's joining us. Hello, Nick Cap. Welcome along to 2020. Thanks, Neil. Great to be with you. Uh, Nick, war robs young people of basic essentials like education. It is a tragedy ongoing for those families who find themselves in these camps. Yes. Oh, look, Neil, it was it was quite uh, heart-wrenching, actually, at times, to see the impact on, uh, on, in some cases, what was left of families because a number of family members had been lost to the war in Syria. Um so some of the stories uh, that we uh, came across from these young people were quite traumatic and, uh, and it's something that is very hard to get your head around when you haven't, uh, haven't experienced it, um, thinking about the life that we lead here in Australia. So um, uh, some very touching and uh, heart-wrenching stories. Nick, there's a lot of different people you could focus on. You could focus on widows who've lost husbands because of bomb attacks or military campaigns in Syria. You could focus on the elderly, but you've got the spotlight very firmly on children and young people in these refugee camps. Yes, that's right. And because uh, these young people are the future and uh, we want to invest in those young people and provide a hope and a future for them um, because at the moment their life is on hold. Um, there's great uncertainty and no one knows when the war will end. And at the moment they uh, lead lives that have not a great deal of purpose other than just to live each day. Um, so we want to invest in these young people and provide a hope for the future. Well, traditionally, when missionaries have reached out, and I'm talking now down through the centuries, they've brought something very special into their mission fields, and that is that they've used the Bible 
as a foundation for education. And this is something that you're working with right now, Bible-based literacy classes in refugee camps. How are they going to look? Well, that's uh, something that our partner organisation in Lebanon, the Bible Society of Lebanon, are developing at the moment. And uh, they will use uh, scripture as a basis to develop the booklets. And uh, these booklets will be the basis upon which they teach these young uh, women, uh, young children, uh, to develop their literacy skills. And um, they will then be left with these uh, with these references and to be able to utilise into the future. And we're also, of course, hoping that um, uh, as well as developing their their literacy skills that some of them may even come to know an encounter with Jesus and uh, that would be a wonderful outcome. One of the biggest challenges that you find in refugee camps and it'll be everywhere in refugee camps but especially there along the border, Lebanon and Syria, is that children have no way of travelling to school. It's not like families have a car, not, not like there's an infrastructure of bus services that, uh, that take children to school. How do you overcome those challenges there of getting kids to these classes? Yes, that, that's that's true. Um, well, we work with in conjunction with local churches in the area, and uh, it's through them that um, a means are provided, usually through uh, small buses, to take children to and from uh, classes. And uh, in some cases, they will also come into the camps um, because, as you rightly point out, uh, that can be an unfortunate barrier, a lack of transport. And so, uh, once again, our local Bible Society in Lebanon work with the churches uh, to overcome those barriers. Nick, you were there in Lebanon, in the refugee camps, where the Bible Society is going to be working. What can you reflect on on the status of some of these children, uh, some who've lost their parents, uh, some that don't have someone to care for their future? How do you see these children? Well, in the first instance, Neil, it's, it's quite traumatic. Uh, I went into the, uh, the camps um, expecting to be overwhelmed by this, the, uh, the senses, if you like, uh, the smells, the sounds. Um, but in fact, it was more the sense of um, hopelessness, which really uh, touched me. Um, but the really important thing to, to uh, be aware of is that in amongst that sense of hopelessness, with the kids, the younger kids in particular, there's, there is a sense of hope. So whilst a lot of the older um, parents and uh, older siblings um, at times struggle to see hope, it's the young people, uh, these young children that we're working with, who do have a sense of optimism and hope for the future. And uh, and in our engagement with them, uh, we saw this through examples uh, uh, where one of our staff brought a guitar into the camp. And for these children, they'd never seen a guitar before. And she strummed the guitar and they crowded around her and one by one they came up and just strummed. And their faces lit up and it was just a a real joyful experience because they were experiencing things they hadn't experienced before. It was bringing them joy and in amongst that you could see a glimpse of hope. Nick, it's not just Christian children in need of this sort of education, but of course Muslim children who are in these refugee camps 
who are left high and dry, who have no education. Their education is, as you say, on hold and looking to release the pause button. Is there a sense in which Muslim parents who have children, recognising that they're out of action because they don't have a school to go to, that they're very happy to send their kids along to something that has a Christian foundation? Absolutely. In fact, um, the uh, camps are predominantly Muslim and... uh they, uh, in fact, the, the leader of one of the camps, who uh, is a Muslim man, wanted the Bible Society in there. He was desperate for us to be in there because he saw the value of what we could bring. And um, very much these families want their kids to have a future and a hope. And the way that they see that happening is by educating them and uh, allowing them to use that education to build a future on. So there was a, they were very open to us coming in there and, uh, and, and providing some hope for their kids. I know that those listening to our conversation today will have put two and two together and recognise the wonderful opportunity that it creates when you guys at the Bible Society are doing something fabulous like this. Let's talk some nuts and bolts for a few moments because you mm-hmm. want to teach 6,000 young refugees or more, to read and write over the next three years. I imagine that's got a dollar figure attached and you'd like people to be supporting the initiative. Absolutely, yes. Look, it's, we 6,000 is just the start um, because the, the, the numbers, unfortunately, are so high. We want to touch as many kids as we can. And so 6,000 is our initial aim, but, uh, but we're looking for far more than that. And... Um, uh, a small gift can allow one person for $84 can educate one young person and uh, provide a hope and a future for them. And I know that in the Bible Society, you've got a lot of wonderful supporters all over Australia, but there's always room for one more. And the more successful the appeal, no doubt, the more refugees who will benefit. So you're inviting people listening to us today, to be very supportive of this initiative, how will they actually make a donation? Is it a simple matter of going to your website? Yes, it is. Now, just go to our website um, and uh, you'll see the links there. And it's a matter of clicking on those links through to the uh, the current appeal, which is um, about uh, these young kids' lives being on hold. And there are various options in which people can engage and, um, and make a contribution from... Uh, touching one life to touching many lives um, depending on what God puts on their heart to, uh, to contribute and uh, we would value any support um, because I can tell you having been there um, there is great hope in amongst the sadness and um, uh, the difficulties there's great hope so I really encourage people to go to our website and to uh, make a contribution Now I know that parallel to what you're wanting to do with the Bible based learning there's always these other opportunities that you're not letting go either. The idea of bringing Bible storytelling into the camps in Lebanon, uh, that's another real opportunity of what is like a a byproduct of actually uh, teaching the kids. Yes, it's a wonderful program. It's called the local Lebanese Bible Society, call it the Reconcile Program. And uh, one of their staff, a very talented man, dresses as a clown and provides entertainment for the kids, but once, uh, but entertainment with a message, a message of hope based on biblical principles. 
he shares that with the kids. And uh, he did that in one of the uh, refugee camps we went to. And uh, the response from the children was overwhelming. Um, they were so excited, the smiles on their faces. In fact, I had this wonderful experience where one little girl uh, came up to a Bible Society colleague and just grabbed his hand and uh, with a big smile on her face. And, and I turned to this colleague and I said, oh, why do you think she did that? And his response was, because they know that we love them and they sense that love. And, um, and this Reconcile program is an illustration of that, where the Bible Society go in and uh, provide some joy in these kids' lives. Well, Nick, it is a good initiative that you are pursuing, and I'll point listeners to perhaps becoming a partner with you in this particular program. Uh, Nick Cap is the Bible Society's National Donor Care Manager. The Bible Society website, very easy to remember, biblesociety.org.au, and you can be a part of this program, which is all about uh, taking your finger off the pause button. Kids with their whole lives on hold and an opportunity here to be a blessing to them through the Bible Society, biblesociety.org.au. Nick Cap, thanks so much for taking some time to share your thoughts with us today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. It's been a privilege for me to, uh, to be on your show. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.